You are listening to Crosstalk. A safe place to discuss addiction, recovery, harm reduction, and everything in between. Support for this podcast comes from the Kentucky Opioid Response Effort and Advocates of Recovery. Content and production by the team at Turning Point Recovery Community Center. Now, buckle up and get ready for the show. Welcome everyone to Crosstalk Recovery, the recovery podcast that supports all forms of recovery. I'm Matt Lewis, and I'm here with Nathan Brockett, Daphne Troyer, and Casey Adcock. Welcome, you all. Um, last time, we talked about relapse, uh, return to use, mm-hmm. and I thought this time we should talk about one of the things that sometimes can lead to that, but just doesn't have to, and uh, it's life on life, you know, how once we either get out of treatment or once we get sober, however we do that, uh, whatever your recovery looks like, um, life's going to happen. You know, it, it's not, it can be hard. I mean, it, it is for most of us. And for me, it was the program is what taught me how to deal with the life on life. It's not letting those things affect me to the point of making them worse by returning to use and, uh, you know, it, getting down into self-pity. It's about focusing on the po- positive for me. Um but there's all kinds of things that, that different people deal with yep. in different ways, and some of them good, some of them bad, but it's going to come at you. And this, the program, whatever program you work, should be trying to help you, gear you towards how to deal with those things, man. So mm-hmm. I wanted to have you guys on to kind of discuss that or maybe tell some stories about some things that you've gone through um, in your recovery that, and how you've dealt with them. I know, for me, the the first big one was my grandpa passing, mm-hmm. uh, and that happened on uh, Thanksgiving right after I had uh, left Center Point, and I was working here at Turning Point. Yep. We were having, we were feeding uh, people in recovery. Didn't have a place to go all day. Cheering gratitude meetings. I was in a good space. I felt good, and then my mother called me at the end of the day and told me that my grandpa had passed. And he had been struggling with prostate cancer for a little while, but I was in such a attitude of gratitude at that moment that I was able to, instead of it using it as excuse and poor pitiful me, like my grandpa's gone, which it, it did hurt, but I was able to look at it like he's no longer in pain. He's in a better place. He's with my grandma again. He got to see me get my life back together before he passed, yeah. you know, because most of the, I mean, for the last 30 years, I was in the madness. So, and it was only through this program and through relying on my brothers and sisters through that process that I was able to, you know, deal with it in that way and not make it affect me to the point of making it worse. I mean, I believe that he's looking down on me and, you know, the last thing he would have wanted was to see me to mess all that up over, his passing. Yeah. Uh, and that's just one example of one of the things I've dealt with on Life on Life. But, uh, Nathan, tell us about your uh, perspective on it. Okay, so, you know, you guys know me, especially you. You know, I've through the ringer, I haven't been, per se. You know, recovery brought me a lot of good stuff because life sucked real bad, real bad. I, I spoke about this yesterday when I was uh, giving my lead. Like the comparison to what life is today versus what it was is 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 night and day, like literally dark and light. 
So I remember when I was in treatment, you always hear about it. You got to be ready for life on life, life on life's terms, life on life, all this stuff. And it was like there was this big scary monster outside where rubber hat. hits the road. Yeah, they always had to do push-ups. Okay, okay, I get it, I get it. You know, like, there's this big scary monster out there waiting on me named Life on Life. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I've been through Life on Life, man. I didn't do well. And, you know, I didn't do very well at all. And, you know, so here I am, just stuck, anxiety, worried about the future. Okay. And then I realized, I don't know where it hit me at one point, but the light that they shined on life on life was not as bad as I made it out to be okay so life on life for me is just reality it is it is what is here in the now what's happened what's gonna happen call it what you want I just call it reality you know and how I navigate through that reality is the important part to me it's not about what happens what's gonna happen what has happened it's about me in my perspective on the situation when it happens. In your in your case, man, I watched you go through that whole thing. You didn't miss a beat. You know what I mean? And so that's how I hope to be if I ever have a a, a dire situation happen in my life. And when you want if you want to talk about <clears throat> life on life in a positive note, man, I mean I've my little boy's in, in, in six days is gonna be a year old. You know, yeah, I, I I had my first son in recovery. Um I've owned my own vehicle in recovery. I've I'm in a very healthy relationship in recovery. I got a job that I love. Um, I'm in school in recovery. So all this stuff, this life on life that I thought was, like I said, some big scary monster, I'm going to get you. It's beautiful. Life on life is beautiful for me because I can can take whatever comes at me with, with an open mind, a big heart, and do the best that I can with it in that moment. And I think through watching you guys and the people that came before me and the people that have dealt with that, that rough stuff that, that, that'll hurt you. They can take you out. If you don't, if you don't perceive it and work through it correctly, you know, I watch y'all do that and it's like, okay, so this is possible. You're a human being like me. I know I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not going to be so under a rock to believe that something isn't going to happen to me. Like I, I, I say it all the time when I'm talking about recovery. I, I believe that recovery is a process of preparation for me. This is my perspective that I'm preparing for good, bad, indifferent to happen. I got to be prepared for when this stuff is coming. I'm not going to sit around and catastrophize that, oh, my mom might pass away in 20 years. I'm going to freak out then. What I can do is the action part of it today and make sure that I'm spiritually fit. Make sure that I pay attention to the people that are dealing with these things, that are that are living living that nightmare. You know what I'm saying? That I know it will be. You know, nobody likes past. I mean, okay, so uh, not speaking any names, but an individual is having a funeral today. You know what I mean? That's life on life. That hurt. That's, you know, people passing when you're in recovery from this disease hurts, man. But... I've dealt with it in a positive manner. No, no boo-hoo. Well, I've had my boo-hoo. not going to lie. I'm soft. I cry. <laughs> but I, it, it, I use that as ammunition, man. And I believe since that day I've been more fired up. And that, that's my perspective on it. You know, I don't – I'm not scared of life on life. I used to be. I, I used to be. That reminds me of a conversation I had with a brother early in his recovery, and he was like, man, I thought this was going to be way harder. There's yeah. no big thing. And I'm like – you know, you probably have dealt with more things that 
than you realize, but mm-hmm. it's how you're looking at them and how yeah. you're dealing with them. It, exactly. It's the positive attitude. Yeah. It's the perspective on it. It's like choosing not to focus on the negative of it. I mean, and it takes work to train your mind to think that way. Uh, it takes relying on other people. But, mm-hmm. you know, really, life happens for everybody, and it's all about for anybody, whether you're in recovery or not, it's how you handle the situations yeah. in life and how you let them affect you, you know, and mm-hmm. some are harder than others, but it doesn't have to be as hard as we sometimes can make it. Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd get high over over a, a light bill. You know what I mean? I get high over something too good happening. Right, yeah, yeah. sunny day. Yeah, you know? and I, that would be my reason, but, like, I have the outlets that I have in my recovery are are so, so wide. I can, I can... I have I have a coping skill for almost everything that's happened to me so far. I haven't had like I said. I've just I tell people that recovery is easy for me, and I don't mean that in some macho look at me ego Talkie, trip. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what it means for me is that when I like I said before, life was terrible. Okay, it was. I remember. I remember being hungry and alone. I always say that. That's what I remember. I remember. It's not like that no more. I got every reason in the world to look at life in a positive light today. If I don't, then I'm choosing to be negative. I promise you. And I'm not – I can be negative if I won't, but I'm, I, I choose to be happy, smiley, because there's some people out there that are struggling with life on life. And I think they need somebody to look at and be like, hey, he's happy. I can do that too. So We'll be right back. Hey, y'all. Did you know it's illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland because they get lonely? Here at Turning Point, we don't want you to ever be lonely either. That's why we are open seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Always feel free to come hang with our friendly staff and don't forget your guinea pig. We're located at 415 Broadway Street, downtown Paducah. As a woman in recovery, I know how important having a fellowship of women has been for me. Come join us at the Women of Worth All Recovery Support Group here at Turning Point, 415 Broadway, Paducah, Kentucky, every Friday night at 6 p.m., where we discuss our personal experiences in recovery. Hope to see you there. There you go, my yeah. perspective. What about you, Daphne? Have you dealt with or dealing with anything that... Uh... I have dealt with some things, Um you know, my mom um, got lung cancer, and I thought I was going to lose her, and which she has um, custody of my daughter. So I wasn't for sure where that was going to go or what was going to happen. You know, it was a big, and I'm horrible at catastrophizing things, <laughs> you know. So I'm like, oh, she's going to die. I'm never going to see my kid again, you know. So um, it was it was hard to deal with that. But I knew that I the one thing that I could do for that situation was not use. Heck you know, yeah. that was the most important yeah. thing, that no matter whatever happens, I don't have to use over it, you know. Um, I still um, struggle with um, not having my daughter in my life, you know, and um, I did this to myself, you know. Um, when my daughter was two, um, she overdosed on blood pressure medication while she was at a visit with her dad. And um, so social services t- took her from me. And um, I gave them no reason to give her back whatsoever because when they took her, I just started, um, you know, on my real bad um, addiction, and uh, it just went 
crazy for me. I went crazy, literally. Um, my mental health wasn't in check at all. And um, I was just had unlimited supply and just went yeah. off the wall, you know. And for me, um, I knew the minute that they took her, I would never get her back, you know. So what was the point in trying? Mm. So when I did try, it wasn't good enough, you know, because I waited so yeah. long to try, and it wasn't good enough. And um, I threatened the social worker's life. I described to her <laughs> what I was going to do to her. Really? Um, wow. She quit Hippo. working for social services a week later. Um, you know, I did some really bad things um, wow. and that I was not going to get her back. And when I finally went to treatment, it was too late. Mm -hmm. You know, and I didn't stay sober after that either. And um, so, you know, uh, I know whether or not she gets to come home or not, that at some point she will come home. You know, whether it's next year, like we plan on going to court, yeah. um, or whether it's when she's 18. You know, mm -hmm. um, as long as I stay sober, she will come home at some point in time. You know, and it's hard to not have her all the time and only see her on weekends or when, you know, her dad doesn't see her or if my mom says I can see her. Um, you know, that's a difficult situation to deal with. But as of right now, I get to see her every weekend. You that's know, awesome. I, love it. Um, I can go stay the night at my mom's house uh, with her any night. I have a key to my mom's house. I can go there anytime I want and see her and spend time with her. Um and I know that in my heart, my God knows that um, there will be a time when we're joined back together fully as mother and daughter. You know, that bond has stayed in place. And I've done some really horrible things, you know, being yeah. messed up, uh, coming around her, nodding out, um, sleeping the whole time she did get to come over, show, uh, telling her I'd be there and not showing up for a month later. Yep. You know, all these things, and they hurt her. And her biggest fear today, she spoke in a meeting and um, up here at Turning Point one night, you know, and her biggest fear is um, me relapsing. You know, because yeah. I'm honest with her about my addiction. Yeah. And um, she had everybody crying in the meeting, you know, because it was from her perspective. You know, like, her, the only thing she wants her mom to do is to be sober and be back with her mom. And um, she's so grateful that her mom works in recovery and that she's in recovery. You mm -hmm. know, and she hopes that she never uses or has to go through what, what her mom did, you know. Right. And um, I didn't get to hear it all, but I wish I would have... Um, because I know I've done a lot of damage, but the hope in that, you know, is no matter how far your child has gone, um, eventually they will find you and they will come home. Yeah. You know, if you're doing right and you're um, giving back to the life, you know, and being a productive citizen, um, it comes back to you. Yeah. You know, your child will come back around. There's Facebook, Snapchat, uh, all these things, you know, where they can look you up and find you. And if yeah. you're in recovery and you're really um, connecting with people, they're going to be able to find you no matter how far they've gone. Yeah. You know, uh, everybody needs their parents. It doesn't matter um, what we've done. Um, our love for our child's love for us is unconditional. You know, and even when they work through their trauma and stuff, eventually they're going to find you and be like, hey, you know, let's 
reconnect. It's awesome. Yeah. So that's my hope. Yeah, you know, she's going to come home one day. I love that. Oh, yeah. Speaking it to existence, boy. That's right. positive stuff. That's, I love that. I right. Love and it's just going to take the time. And I know you've already, it's been a little while already, but it takes time to build back that trust yeah. with your parents. Yes. Uh, you know, but you have faith, you haven't given up hope, you know, and, and that's what keeps you going. And the, the fact that she's back in your life now is, is probably a miracle in and of itself. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I gave them no reason for her to be in my life. But with the bad choices in men, my addiction being horrible, yeah. you know, the situations that I put her in being around strange men, yeah. you know, I gave them no reason for her to be in my life. That is awesome. You're making such a, you know, you're making an impact. It's not, not just in your daughter's life. Cause you, she's talking about that fear that she has, which is life on life for her. Yes. You know, but you are actively, actively, you know, taking a stand and making sure that that doesn't happen. So yes. I commend you for that. That's awesome. I, yeah. You know, I think that's a powerful story, oh, yeah. you know, that's and it's like those things, that's a heavy thing to deal with. And yeah. if you can, it's the people who can survive that, who can deal with that situation right, who can stick it out and be like, no, this that's not going to make it any better. You know, it's only going to make it worse. This is what I want. I want my daughter in my life. Mm -hmm. It's those people that it does happen for, that it gets better for, you know. Yes. And so, I, I mean, I believe that's an inspiration for anyone who's for sure. dealing with something yeah, cause similar. Yeah, because for a lot of years that kept me high. I yeah. bet. You know, the guilt, shame, and remorse of not being a good mom and um, letting things get out of hand and choosing a man over my daughter. Mm -hmm. and, you know, that kept me high for a long time. And now it keeps me sober. <laughs> you know? right. That's crazy. That's good, boy. That's good. That gave I, me goosebumps. I know the only thing that I don't have, the only thing I need not to do is get high, and she will come home. That's beautiful. I can dig it, boy. That's good. What about you, Casey? Yeah, Casey. Uh, I'm kind of like Nathan, you know. Uh, that was one of my biggest fears whenever I was working in four step was life on life. Yeah. Uh, life had done beat me to a pulp. Uh, I've been dead three times, brought back. You know, it was like, man, if life gets any worse, how am I going to deal with this? <laughs> yeah. But on this side of it, you know, life's been great. I got good friends now. I got people I can depend on if I need something. Uh, they're just a phone call away. And, you know, out in the madness, you think you got those friends. Yeah. But really and truthfully, you don't. Yeah. Uh, but, man, I, I just try to stay around positive people. And the more positive people that I'm around, the better that life gets. Yeah. Uh, for the first time in my life, I'm paying my rent. <laughs> paying my bills. Buying yeah. your own toilet paper. <laughs> Buying my own toilet paper. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and they talk about that's one thing you heard coming through treatment. Well, your life's unmanageable for buying your toilet paper, right, and right. they don't do that for me today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I managed to buy uh, my first vehicle on my own without having to have no help. Heck yeah. Uh, my daughter and my granddaughters, you know, uh, this last time that I got arrested, she told me, she said, if you don't get help, we're out of your life. She said, so you got one or two choices. I get to go see my granddaughters today, you know. Yeah. That, that's great stuff. Uh, they don't remember, my granddaughters don't remember the bad side of me, so I don't I don't have to worry about, well, what do I got to do to make them like me? What do I got to yeah. do to prove to them that I'm not that person no more? Yeah. So I just get to be who God intended for me to be, you know. And yeah. I get to help people today instead of hurt people. It's a lot, whole lot easier to live life like this than it was the way that I used to live it. I uh, 100% agree. I hear somebody knock on my door. I ain't worried, is that the cops? Do I got to run out the back door and none of that stuff. You know what I mean? So, yeah, life's just great. Uh, yeah. It's just I do the things that they taught me to do. I go to my meetings. I talk to my sponsor. 
I hang around people that's trying to do the same thing that I'm doing. Uh, it's hard sometimes when you see your buddies fail, you know. Yeah, it's like, yeah. man, that could be me. Yeah. But in the same aspect, I'd rather it be them than me. Uh, yeah. I know that sounds cold-hearted, but. Yeah, I mean, you got to use it as inspiration in some way, you know, like, because we don't want to go back there. And it, it's okay. going to happen. Some people don't handle life on life or don't handle those situations uh, the way some of us do, you know. And it hits harder, and everybody's at different levels, and it takes work, and it's it's a uh, it's a group effort, and it's sad, uh, yeah. but it can be really happy, you know. There's there's always sad stories when there's a happy story, you know. There's yeah. always the yin to the yang. There's yeah, always, always that, and those are the struggles of recovery, man, and especially working in recovery and having to see it in your face all the time, but. Yeah, I'm just grateful for the opportunity for because they're the they're all the ones that we can help. You know, yeah. the one, there are the success stories, uh, seeing people change their lives around. You know, like I remember when Casey got to yeah. Center Point, man, he was angry. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> had a big yeah. chip on his shoulder, and you know, today he peer mentored. He's a caseworker over there. He's doing good things, and I'm Find super proud of him. his own toilet paper. We'll be right back. Did you know that recovery from substance use disorder and mental health go hand in hand? That is why the caring and compassionate mental health professionals at Four Rivers Behavioral Health in Paducah are here to help you find your balance. They are proud of you for making the changes necessary to live a healthier life and would love to see you reach your full potential. Give them a call at 270-442-7121 or stop by the downtown location at 425 Broadway in Paducah, Kentucky. One thing I have always wondered is who put the alphabet in alphabetical order. At Turning Point, our goal is to help you put your life back in order. If you struggle or have struggled with substance use disorder and are in need of help, come see us at 415 Broadway Street, Paducah, Kentucky, or call 270-444-3621 and sign up for peer support services with one of our friendly staff who have lived experience with addiction. Hope to see you soon. I'll tell you what, like, <clears throat> so, I just thought about it. I had, I, know, I know I haven't experienced everything I'm going to experience, but the cool thing is about life today is, like, I can remember things that I'm experiencing, and I can appreciate them for what they are. You know, when I talk about having a positive attitude and all this stuff, I get to face everything head on. My, my, I ain't hanging my head. I'm not ashamed. Me. I'm not ashamed of what I think people think of me. So, like, bring it on, man. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not saying, oh, I hope something bad happens to me. But I'm okay with just the way life's just going. You know, I'm not, I don't know. I feel like I'm, no, I know. I'll say I know. I'm in a, the best headspace that I've ever been in. And, you know, I respect myself. I have high hopes for the future. Like, that's life on life big time for me. You know, I got somewhere I'm trying to get. And and whatever steps I got to take to get there, and even though I've I, I've had struggles in my own way, you know what I mean. I still deal with stuff, but you know I like hearing stuff like Daphne. Man, I'm that kind of person. That's exactly the embodiment. What you said is the embodiment of my 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 outlook on this thing. Like I'm I'm gonna make this happen. It's this is what it's gonna be. And it's if you set your mind on for me, if you set your mind on that right there. 
you're just going to naturally navigate the proper channels that you have to because that's what you want. If I want to get sober, I'm going to do what it takes to get sober. Oh, if, absolutely. I, if I want to go to school, I'm going to do what it takes to go to school. Matt saw me when I was getting my driver's license back. And I freaked out. <laughs> yeah. But I was on it. Now, that you've got a goal, like goal setting and all that stuff too. But, like, life's not – life ain't as bad as people sometimes make it. But I was – I was a – I made myself a victim for so long. Yes. When it comes to life on life. I let, I let myself beat myself up. And just was okay with it. I'm not going to be a victim of life on life anymore. I'm going to make life my life. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it worth living, and it is today. Living for, living for you know my family, my friends, the people that I'm trying to help. You know, I've I've got a uh, a a million reasons why I want to live. I can't think of one reason why I don't. And used to it was completely opposite. I'm not I'm not afraid anymore, and that and and it's just powerful to me. I, I choose to be happy today, you know, and, and like I said, you know, I know, I know, I know I haven't gone through everything I'm going to go through, but I'm going to keep on preparing, you know, and I'm, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I might have, a, I might have an overbearing, enthusiastic attitude when it comes sometimes. I know I do, <laughs> but it comes from a place of, well, I've, I've, I've been down, you know. Right, yeah. Which, <laughs> I mean, I your story, it. you know, homeless in jail, yeah. no one to turn to, to where you've made it to today. Like, I get why you got such a positive. Like, you had nothing. You were all the way broken down, and you had all these opportunities yeah. presented to you, and you took advantage of them, and they just kept falling in your lap. And, and you know, it doesn't happen as easily for all of us, but, mm-hmm. you know, at least you appreciate that, oh, God, you know. Yeah. You know, and it's that enthusiastic behavior that I've seen coming through the program from people like you and yeah. Matt and my sponsor and, and some of the peer mentors that I had at Center Point. you know, that's what made recovery appealing for me. You yeah. know, if, if all I seen was people that was miserable and not happy, why would I want to be that way? Right. right. You know, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm around people like y'all today, and that makes life enjoyable for me because I know there's guys that's looking at me that's like, well, if that guy can get sober, I know I can. <laughs> you know, yeah. I remember yeah. when he come in here, he was miserable. Look yeah. at him now, and I try not to be that miserable person. Yeah, that's yeah. such a good feeling too when people look at you. You know, like, another you another thing <laughs> that I um, think of too with being positive, you know, is um, my mental health. Yeah, you know, having it in check, being yeah. in recovery for my mental health has helped so much for me um, to be able to deal with life on life's terms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it plays such a, a major role in my recovery. Yeah. You know, because I know um, if I don't have my mental health, I'm not going to stay sober. Right. And that that's yeah. that's worth the conversation in its own right, is taking care of your mental health and recovery. It's definitely important because, I mean, I, I understand where, where a lot of struggles can come from. You know, people we work with, people we've seen and dealing with my own things, that, that, that your perception can, can get a little messed up sometimes about things. And, you know, I, I always applaud people. That are that are willing to take the necessary steps to take care of their mental health, along with substance use disorder, because that's that could be a challenge. I, I don't struggle. I'm not going to sit and pretend like I do. But the people that I've watched have the have the challenges, and they're 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 getting through. That's inspiration, and I love it. It's it's good to see. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Dual diagnosis yeah. and recovery. I mean, I I've always felt because I I haven't struggled with mental health in that way, not since I was really young. And I just can not imagine how much harder that yeah, makes this, man. you know, to have to deal with so much going on that you can't control. 
And I applaud those people, mm -hmm. the, you know, the ones that make it. And I know a bunch of success stories that, yeah. Oh, yeah. that uh, you know, figure it out. And, you know, that too takes work and it takes willingness. And that's mm -hmm. what this program is all about, man. Yeah, I get it. And the life on life thing too, to touch back on it. It's, it's, you know, I'm hoping, like, anybody that sees me, I hope they don't be like, oh, he just had it easy. You know, I don't want to be that guy that's just like, oh, it's just fucking, it's just easy for him. Passion, sorry. <laughs> that, that, it's, that it's just easy for him because, you know, it, it's, I'm just, I keep saying it's easier than it used to be. Like, I could say that over and over and over and over, but I've, I've earned my spot where I'm at today. Absolutely. I'm telling you right now, I've, I've earned it. And, you know, when you continue to earn it, just like you're going to earn the relationship back with your family. You're going to continue to earn the, the love and admiration of your grandkids. You're going to continue to earn your, your, your spiritual condition that you've gained. It's so much bigger than it ever has been. You know what I mean? It's, those are things we get to do, you know. And the fact that I even have the opportunity to do that when I should be dead is I got every reason to be positive. So if I ever am too positive, just tell me to shut up and go away. <laughs> yeah. Well, shut up and go away then. Just gotta finish this podcast. No, but I think you know. Here's the thing: like we've gotten good at at practicing doing the things that are good to deal with. We've dealt yeah. with stuff. We've figured out ways to do. It. And what what did we do to do that? We relied. On our higher power, on mm -hmm. God, we relied on our brothers and sisters. We relied on, you know, our sponsor or you know, a trusted friend. Yep. You know, and those are the things that I just encourage anybody who's listening or watching that is going through something or think things are hard. There are people who've been there, who understand and want to help. And you know, you have to. You know, sometimes that's the hardest part is reaching out and asking for help from somebody else. I know it used to be for me, man. I thought I had to handle it on my own or it just wasn't going to get handled. But the great thing about this is, and recovery is such a strong community. I know especially around here is yeah. such a big, strong community, and everyone is willing to help everybody. And we just want to see other people succeed and get their lives back together and, you know, when you're dealing with something, you have to utilize the people around you that care. And you have to build that, that uh, community or that, those relationships, you know, and that takes being present, not yeah. isolating and trying to deal with everything on your own. Mm -hmm. I agree. But does anybody have anything else they'd want to, any inspirational words? Just like you said, you never have to do it alone. Never have to do it alone. All right. All right, well. I appreciate you guys for coming on. Uh, watch us on YouTube or check out our audio versions on Apple, Google, Spotify, or Podbean. And as always, stay grateful. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction or in recovery and needs guidance, speak with Turning Point's team of peer support specialists by calling 270-444-3621. You are not alone, and we are proof that recovery is possible.